0: Welcome to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. That is Matt. Thank you for joining us for our week 14 preview. We've got that on deck. We've got a mailbag question to answer. But first, Matt, how's it going?
1: It's going good, Tony. How are you doing? You got it. Sounds like you got a little uh, Rico love situation <laughs> going on. You all right?
0: A little congested. Uh, not sure if this is could be considered our flu podcast. Could this be a flu
1: podcast? It's the flu, flu cast? It's the yeah. flu cast? Yeah. Well, you're doing great already. So.
0: Well, we've got uh, some pics rolling out on the socials. If you follow us, you've seen those on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter throughout the week. We're still going to deliver the why here, these long form uh, podcasts every week. But if you're into the short, quick hitting clips and you're not following us, check that stuff out at 58WKingPodcast or at Graham, the man69er. I think one of yours is at Lumberjack Graham, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. On, uh, I'm at LumberjackGram on TikTok. I'll switch it, I'll change it so it makes it more. Consistent with everything. More more uniform. Um, yep. Yeah. And if you're watching those clips, please stop DMing my boss and company telling them to randomly drug test me because of how squinty my eyes get. It's a camera angle thing. I'm 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 working a lot. I got some puffy eyes. It's not I'm not high. Just thanks for that, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, they're pretty squinty. All right. As I mentioned, we've got a mailback question this week, and this one is from Twitter user at big D underscore NS Allen. And he writes, Tony, Matt, you guys rock. Thanks, Big D. I have a very serious question for you guys this week. We may or may not have recently lost one of our running backs, Mark Ingram, for the year. What running back could I possibly pass the ball to now? Is all hope lost, and all that last part was in cap. So, Matt, you got to think for uh, Big D, Ennis Allen?
1: Yes, and I want Big D, Ennis Allen, to understand that this is not coming from an Eagles fan whose team is currently in possession of their first-round pick definitely don't want to throw it to Alvin Kamara. That guy is no good. You haven't used him all year and it's been working out pretty well for your offense. And I think you should, you know, the one, I think he had like three or four touchdowns in one game and it was one of the few games they've won. Obviously you don't want to replicate that down the stretch. You want to try to get as high of a possible draft because you can get in the second round. So no, I don't, don't throw it to Alvin Kamara is what I'm saying. Don't, don't do that. Cause that, has never proven to work ever in the history of the Saints or Alvin Kamara's career.
0: Could you imagine if Philly gets a top-five pick in the draft next year?
1: Wow. It'll, it'll definitely soften the blow of what is almost assuredly an early playoff exit. That's true. <laughs> That's I love true. the Eagles, and do I think they can win the Super Bowl? Absolutely, but also, like, Dallas Cowboys just threw up 54. I, I, am, I am so... you scared? Like, you scared a little bit? I'm not scared. I'm scared of, like the repercussions of the cowboys trouncing the eagles like the josh Calluses, the cowboy fans in general just the whole the whole thing frightens me to my core tony mhm you'll never hear the end of it that's for sure god help us if the cowboys won the <laughs> super bowl can we not have somebody please cincinnati maybe chiefs bills Get maybe your together it's crazy that the nfc is so weak yet most power rankings websites have the Cowboys and Eagles atop the NFL. And I think you look at those two teams and they're more balanced on offense and defense than the powerhouses of the AFC. Like would I give the Bengals bills chiefs a nod for their quarterback play? Absolutely. Offenses. Sure. But like defensively, the Bengals have come on a little bit as of late, the bills have fallen off as of late, lost Juan Miller and the chiefs mm-hmm. defense is shitty. So it's like, you definitely get way more balanced play out of those NFC teams. Eagles yeah. and Cowboys than you do out of the AFC team. So I don't, I just, I'm terrified. I have nightmares. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Understandable. All right. Before we get into the week 14 preview, do you have an update on our season long picks? I heard we had a pretty good week 13. We had a pretty good week with
1: a push. Thanks, Giants. You could yeah. win that f-ing game. Brian Dayballs <laughs> turned into Brian Dayball. Yeah. Just one. Dayball. Just one ball. He played the punt. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed on how that game turned out. I felt like they were playing for that tie, and that's just kind of (laughs) but it is what it is. Um, You had a better week than me by one game. You got 13 picks right, one pick wrong, and that pick was the Chargers, and you pushed, obviously, on the Washington-New York Giants game. I went 12-2 in one. I missed on the Titans over the Eagles, emotional hedge and cincinnati versus kansas city i did get the las vegas over chargers um so for the year that brings our totals to drum roll please tony sitting at 123 and 68 with the push and i am at 121 and 70 with a push two games back both over 600 winning percentage you'll love to see it
0: that's right that's right so We'll go ahead and move on with this week 14 preview. We've got six teams on by Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, and Washington.
1: Nothing like having six teams on by the last week of the fantasy football regular <sighs> season. What a, what a treat that is. If that's not the NFL spitting down the throats of fantasy football owners, I don't know what is. This is criminal, sir. Criminal.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like it. There's a lot of players like just injured in general. And then you have six teams on by. And so you have to contend with that. I'm not a fan. I don't like the buys. Stop them in like week 12, maybe week 13 at the latest.
1: What are we doing? <sighs> so dumb,
0: but we're recording this on Friday. So the Thursday night game has already happened. <sighs> Baker. We took the Raiders, both of us. Yep. Baker came in, won the game on a last minute. What was it? 98 yard touchdown scoring drive to win that game.
1: 98 yard touchdown scoring drive with what? Like a minute, 23, not much seconds. time. No timeouts. No timeouts uh is this baker playing out of his mind or is this the raiders completely <laughs> imploding and i think it's the later you obviously why are you playing press coverage and not prevent defense i don't when a touchdown when they need a touchdown to win it like a field goal doesn't get the job done right so why are you playing press and why are you manning up on it's just so dumb i get it van jefferson isn't cooper cup or alan robinson maybe he's better than alan robinson who knows at this point but but still, you don't, so dumb, bad decision. And then penalties, like that interception wiped off by P.I., that was a P.I., um, mm-hmm. just, it was. The taunting penalty after the sack, that, I will say, though, that was at fourth and one at the two-yard line that Cam Akers converted to a first down. That was close. It was a good yeah. spot. It was a pro-Ram spot for sure, but <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, oh, that was earlier in the game, but it's just Raiders. God, how does McDaniels still have a
0: job? You got to win that game against that team. <laughs> got to win that
1: game. You can't lose that game against yeah. that team with that quarterback and that, and those personnel deficiencies. Yeah. You can't do it. Sean McVay was fired up.
0: All right. So we'll go ahead and kick things off with Baltimore at Pittsburgh. This line opened up in Baltimore's favor. They had four points over under at 40 and a half. What do you got on this one?
1: Uh, I took Baltimore. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm rolling with Huntley. <clears throat> Huntley proved to be a more than capable backup last year. Backup that obviously doesn't have the same talent level that Lamar has, but at least exhibits some of the skill sets that Mm -hmm. Lamar does. So that offense doesn't change drastically. They can still, you know, for whatever it's worth, Greg Roman can go out there and call the plays that he would normally call, keeps things, you know, obviously a lot of other teams, they have to switch to a backup quarterback. The game plan completely changes. That is not the situation with Baltimore. Are the Steelers playing good defense? Yes. TJ Watt. Uh, Mick Fitzpatrick. They are playing good defense. That being said, I think Baltimore does enough things um, offensively to put a few points on the board, and defensively, I'm just—it's not hard for Baltimore to stop Pickett in this offense. So, I'm taking Baltimore.
0: All right. Well, across the last four weeks, the Ravens ranked 22nd in offensive efficiency. No Rashad Bateman out for the year. No Lamar this week. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins—he's still sidelined. It's the Tyler Huntley Show. He mentioned that. And he's been serviceable in the past. We saw him for long stretches last year. But last year when he played, Bateman was in. Hollywood Brown was there. And then Mark Andrews was at 100%. He's playing through a couple injuries right now. It's different this year. And the Steelers have a competent defense. And the injury report for Baltimore, not sure if you looked at that. It's pretty substantial. DNP so far this week, Calais Campbell, Duvernay, Justin Houston, obviously Lamar, Mercari, Marcus Peters, Daryl Worley, Kevin Zeitler a lot of players are not practicing this week. So I'm not sure what that's going to look like going into Sunday. So I'm taking the Steelers right off the
1: bat, Matt, run opposing ends. Yeah. The practice reports came out after our Tuesday's pick segment. So
0: even with the Steelers, like I'm not comfortable with the pick. I think this is one that can go either way. It's a toss
1: up. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, moving on now, Jacksonville at Tennessee Titans opened up as three and a half point favorites over under 42.5. What you got? Uh,
1: taking Tennessee. I think Titans bounce back after that, uh, loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, They lose a GM, but Rabel is very much in charge of that team. He is obviously who they're going to put their chips in on, and that's probably the right move for ownership. So, give me Tennessee to win against Jacksonville, who two weeks ago had an emotional win, went for two, won a game, just did the damn thing, and then got beat up by the Detroit Lions. And I think Tennessee defensively will keep Trevor Lawrence under wraps, so I'm taking Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I think the Titans are going to get back to doing what they do best and running the ball, playing stiff defense. They're 12th on the year in total DVOA on defense. I like the Titans here in what should be a good spot for Ryan Tannehill. The Jags are the seventh best matchup in terms of fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position, so give me the Titans. Good bounce-back spot. Next one here, Cleveland goes to Cincy to take on the Bengals, where Cincinnati opened up as three-and-a-half-point favorites over under at 49.5. It's up there. Who you got? Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah. The Browns? Last week, looks like brown doo-doo stains offensively in the pant to Lones. Um, it was bad. Real they bad. got bailed out by a great defensive performance against Kyle Allen and the Houston first pick since. Um, trademark, trademark pending. Grand man 69. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's Deshaun, look it's Cincinnati even if Deshaun Watson was playing well it's Cincinnati Cincinnati you know and I'll take I'm gonna have to take the L here not mathematically because there's still a chance they miss the playoffs but it doesn't look like they're gonna miss the playoffs they very well could have the number one seed and my preseason pick of the Bengals going under and not making the playoffs looks foolish now but hey Some of us took the Raiders over, so yeah, that was me also. You talked me into it. I think I had the Broncos over, which isn't any better. And then I was like, you know what? I'm switching off the Broncos over. I'm going to the Raiders over. And really, I was just jumping from one part of the Titanic to the other part of the Titanic.
0: Yeah, that's Um, true.
1: But I'm taking Cincinnati. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Bengals just passed two pretty big tests in beating the Titans in Tennessee and then beating the Chiefs the following week. I think they're in playoff form, or pretty close to. And the Browns aren't ready for this version of the Bengals, uh, especially considering how bad Watson played against Houston. Hopefully you didn't watch that game. It was not good. Give me Cincinnati in this one.
1: I saw a lot of special teams and defensive scoring on the red zone, channel, so that was, you know. Not a good
0: sign for your offense when that's happening, for sure. All right, moving on now. Minnesota, they go to Detroit to take on the Lions, where Minnesota opened up as road favorites. They got a field goal that has since switched. Detroit is now favored by one and a half, I believe. Over/unders at fifty one point five. you got. It.
1: I got Detroit, as does I'm assuming eighty percent of the betters in the United States of America. That line moved, and it moved quick. Yeah, <laughs> which tells you that a lot of money came in on Detroit. I am also on Detroit. They're at home, and they are. They're playing good football. They're playing good, complimentary, balanced football. Yeah. That Minnesota Vikings secondary is kind of a sieve for passing yards. And I'm on Rasay Brown again. It's just like if he was on any other team, we'd be talking about him. I mean, we talk about him a lot because we're fantasy guys. We play a lot of DFS and we see it week in and week out. But like that dude is just like he's good for 10 to 15 catches a game and anywhere from 70 to 150 yards and two scores. The dude is just electric. So I like the lines. Give me, give me Detroit.
0: Yeah, I'm also drinking the Detroit Lions Kool-Aid this week. They've won four or five, the only loss uh, to the Bills Thanksgiving. They're playing solid football across those five games. 10th-ranked offense, 6th-ranked defense. Not bad at all. Vikings did beat Detroit in, what was that, like week two or three, but that was a comfort-behind win in the fourth quarter by Minnesota. Vikings, they're not playing that well right now. They're 24th-ranked offense and 22nd-ranked defense in that same five-game span. So I think this is going to be a good game. Definitely going to be watching this one, but I'm taking the home underdogs. Give me the Lions. I guess they're favored now, but just in terms of what they open up as. Give me Detroit, though.
1: Yeah, that was like a busted coverage. KJ Osborne touchdown with like 30 seconds. It was not. Yeah. It was a heartbreaker. Dan Campbell, like press conference, talked about like, oh, I'll remember that game till I die. I, <laughs> yeah. I just love Dan Campbell. But yeah, they're going to come out fired up. And they're they're going to. Should be a good game. Should be a good Test for both teams. I still have some hopes for Detroit Lions making the playoffs. I took their over this year. I did pick the Vikings to win the division, but I, I don't like them hanging around for the number one seed in the NFC. It's just not something I'm here for, so. For sure.
0: Alright, next game. New York Jets. They go to Buffalo to take on the Bills, where the Bills open up as nine and a half point
1: favorites over under forty four point five. What are you doing with this one? I believe I took Buffalo. I, I've since kind of faltered a little bit from that pick. Um, but I'm sticking, oh, yeah? I'm sticking with Buffalo. I'm sticking with Buffalo. Real quick, can I talk about how excited I just thought about it? I was like, why are the Eagles? We should be rooting for the Minnesota Vikings to take the number one seed. Because that would mean the Cowboys probably win the division. The Eagles are the five seed. I got no problem playing the Bucks and then traveling to Minnesota. That sounds like a great <laughs> path to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> We well, have to go back. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you watched the Bucks Eagles uh, in the playoffs last year. It wasn't good for you guys.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that those two teams have gone in completely different trajectories from that that point. Maybe. One quarterback got divorced. One quarterback has won like 15 games or well, <laughs> 11 games. Yeah. Uh, anyway, scary. I'm taking I'm taking Buffalo. Um, I'm look. Mike White did some cool things against. For 369 yards, I think he had like a 65 PFF grade as a passer. Pretty decent game against Minnesota. Almost led to come back late. Didn't look terrible. I still think that clunker is in him, and I think going up against this defense, are they injured? Are they what they were? No. Are they missing Von Miller for a season? Yes. Are they nursing Tre'Davious White back into a hundred percent role? Sure. Uh, But I think schematically, McDermott's going to throw a couple wrenches, take a couple things out of his bag, and, and really do a decent job of confusing Mike White. I think this game hits the under because Buffalo's having their own struggles on offense Um, last time they played the Jets they lost Josh Allen threw three interceptions and they weren't some of them were just bad decisions but there were a couple forced ones because I I do believe the Jets have one of the best defensive lines in football right now but I'm taking Buffalo to win this game
0: yeah this is a Bills revenge game turnovers killed the Bills in that 17 to 20 loss to the Jets earlier in the season so they're going to be motivated they're at home they're cleaning up their act Fourth ranked offense, fourth ranked defense on the year still. So rest in peace to all those folding tables at the stadium on Sunday. Give me Buffalo. Moving on now. Next game, Philly goes to New York to take on the Giants. Philly opened up his six and a half point favorites over under forty five. What you got?
1: Philly, look, it's a divisional game, so that gives me a little cause for concern. Eagles have one loss and it was to the Washington Commanders that they probably shouldn't have lost. That's fine. It is what it is. Moving on. Giants are they're mid started off hot. They're, they're just okay. Like, yep. Defensively, they're decent, but I don't know that they're going to be able to stop Jalen Hurts in this offense. But maybe they'll be able to stop Jalen Hurts as the passer, but then Jalen Hurts as the rusher in the running game will destroy him, and vice versa. It's really tough. you got to pick your poison. It's very difficult to stop this offense right now. And offensively, Saquon Barkley looked a little better last week, but he's looked like the season's starting to wear on him as a guy who hasn't played a full season in a few years. And also the Eagles defensively just like kind of shut down wide receivers and they allow their linebackers to focus on run defense. And they kind of have had a decent job of doing it last week against Titans. Did not see that coming. I'm taking Philadelphia to win. And I think they cover, I know we're not doing the covers, but I do think that they cover six and a half points. Yeah. Is it New York though? It is in New York. Yep. It's a road game for Philly. I, I still think they're
0: fine. Okay. Yeah. The Eagles are back. It's a long season, 18 weeks, 17 games. Most teams are going to have at least one lapse where all hope seems lost. I think that lapse is over for Philly. They shored up the run defense. They signed Sue. They signed Limbaugh Joseph. Jordan Davis returned last week, I think on limited snaps, but he was still in there. Can't simply hand the ball off and expect positive results against them. Give me Philly on the road. I think Barkley's also questionable for this one with a neck injury. They don't have Barkley. Yeah, they're going to cover easy. All right, moving on now. Houston, they go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys, where Dallas opened up as 14.5-point favorites. That's up to, I think, 17.5 now. Over-unders at 45.5. What you got? Yeah. I have one word
1: on this one. Dallas continues the butt buttathon of the AFC South. <laughs> Sorry. <you can> tell- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> they just beat... What other word for it? Okay, hold on. I'll think of a more family-friendly term. I'm not on Taco Court. It's Dallas. They're just... Yeah they're good they're playing well they're beating good teams they're destroying bad teams and it's just the houston first pixons are going to be in full effect this weekend
0: yeah i have nothing on this game i have the cowboys one word not a difficult one here next matchup miami they go to la to take on the chargers miami opened up his one and a half point favorites over under tie it's, it's one of the higher ones on the weekend. 51 and a half what you got
1: high because both defenses don't play a lot of defense right now. They allow points. Um, Miami fresh off letting Brock Purdy and the Niners throw up some points on them. And then uh, LAC, Los Angeles Chargers fresh off of letting Devontae Adams and Derek Carr wreak havoc. So um, I'm taking Miami to bounce back though. I do think offensively Tua will not struggle against the Chargers as he did against the 49ers. And when is playing good football, even when they're in shootouts, they tend to win those. Obviously, they have the horses to get it done with Waddle and Tyreek Hill um, taking the Dolphins to get a road win in Los Angeles, their second it's game. It's a road win. Yeah, two weeks in California. They lost yep. last week. I think they bounced back this week with a
0: win. Yeah, last four weeks haven't been great for the Chargers. Uh, 22nd ranked defense in that span. 25th against the run. The offense hasn't been great in that stretch either. 27th overall. 29th-ranked passing game and 24th-ranked run game. These are all in terms of efficiency. 1-3 and record for those games as well. I think the Dolphins get back on track. I'm with you there. They struggled last week, but this isn't the best defense in the NFL in San Francisco, so I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, Moving on now, Tampa Bay. They go up to San Francisco, where San Fran opened up as 6.5-point favorites. Over-unders, pretty low, 41.5.
1: What you got? Is San Francisco still at 6.5? Niners are 3.5-point favorites, which... If it was six and a half, take the Buccaneers for sure. It's Brock Purdy. I am tempted to take the Buccaneers. Um, it's tough, though, because it's. I'm essentially saying, okay, do I think the Niners' defense does a better job of holding Tom Brady in check than the Bucks' defense does of holding Brock Purdy in check? That's tough. I think the Niners have a better defense, for sure. Absolutely. But do I trust more in Tom Brady than I do Brock Purdy? Yes. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as road dogs against the Niners. I think there was an emotional win last week against Miami. I think that's cool. But at the end of the day, he's a seventh-round draft pick rookie quarterback who would have been third string on this team and is now thrust into action. I get it. I get that coaching staff is good at getting quarterbacks ready and taking things off them. Yes, he has Debo. He has Ayuki. He has a lot of things. But I I do think that the Todd Bowles defense will blitz the out of him and cause a couple turnovers. And I think Tom Brady limits the mistakes. Maybe they punt a lot, but I still think, perfect example, Saints, they're losing 16-3. to He leads two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. Like, he just doesn't make mistakes. They punt the ball, they punt the ball, they punt the ball, and he'll end up getting you in the end. And I, I do think Brock Purdy turns the ball over, gives Brady a couple short fields, and they end up capitalizing. So, taking Tampa Bay, don't feel great about it.
0: Yeah, I was tempted. I toyed with that idea for a little bit. And we mentioned in the previous matchup, you know, the 49ers defense is dominant. It's intimidating it's arousing they've got it all and they're scary if I was a 46 year old Tom Brady and I had to you know game plan for this and go up and face this on Sunday I'd be scared Tampa has the 16th ranked offense on of the year which is fine but just the 29th ranked run game that's a problem against this defense and then the fact that Tristan Wirfs is out that's a problem so I have the 49ers and I know you mentioned is Brock Purdy in our center I don't think it matters the Niners have had success in the past with guys like Nick Mullins CJ Beathard and Jimmy G, all those guys play much better because of the offense. And I think that's kind of what we'll see from Brock Purdy on Sunday. I don't like it. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Totally fair. I don't feel
1: comfortable. I think this was one of the hardest ones of the week.
0: But, anyways, we'll move on now. Carolina at Seattle. Seattle opened up as touchdown favorites. Over unders pretty low 42.5. What you got? I'm taking Seattle. Okay.
1: I'm taking Seattle. Taking the Seattle Seahawks. Was it a scary win against the Rams last week? Yes, it was. Did they almost lose that game? Yes, they did. Did they? No. They got the job done. They'll be at home. Is Carolina playing scary football? Sure. Sure. They are. Sam Darnold's in. He had a good game, whatever that's worth. Former Arizona Cardinal head coach Steve Wilkes uh, is getting some good football, doing some good play calling. Having like he's winning some games, and I think if he continues to win games, he has an outside shot to retain the job next sure year. Players seem to like him, but DJ Moore and Deontay Foreman yeah, back from the dead ever since Rule got fired. So I I think they make this game more interesting than you would have thought this game would have been several weeks ago. But I do think Seattle ultimately does get the W. Obviously Geno Smith playing inspired football. Kenneth Walker's hit or miss. He's a rookie running back. I think he'll have a good week this week. Carolina's rush defense is not that great. Their defense as a whole plays mediocrely. Their pass defense does play better than their rush defense. So I think you kind of on the ground, you can get after them. So I think Kenneth Walker as well. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are phenomenal wide receivers for Janus Smith to go to. So I think they just have a little bit more going for them and end up getting the job done this week.
0: Yeah, Panthers have played decent as of late. They've got the interim head coach bump. they got the Steve Wilks bump there. They seem to be rallying around the guys they have left. It's admirable. You respect it, but going into Seattle against a good football team, a solid football team is trouble. Seattle has the 12th ranked offense over the last four weeks. I'd have some concern with the run defense of Seattle, but Deontay Foreman's dealing with a foot injury. He's not going to be 100%. Chubba Hubbard doesn't scare me. They're dead last in that same span, so Carolina could find some success there. Uh, Seattle's run defense is Las Vegas found a ton of success, right, on the ground. However, Carolina's not Las Vegas. I'm still taking the Seahawks. That's another one I don't feel too good about, Matt.
1: Yeah, Carolina's playing, like, tough football.
0: Yeah, just ugly, tough football. All right, moving on, Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City opened up as seven-and-a-half-point favorites, over, under, pretty low because of the Broncos, 42.5. What you got?
1: Two words. Kansas City. I have one word chiefs hey, nice <laughs> yeah Dude, the broncos are just uh fun to watch if you're not a broncos fan. honestly love it yeah i love the drama the intrigue russell wilson sucks <laughs> yeah
0: this one was a little more intimidating if you're a kansas city fan earlier in the season because denver's defense was really good hardest defense to score against but over the last four denver's defense has dropped to 16th overall and 29th against the pass so that's the chief specialty Obviously taking Kansas City, but if you needed any more reason, Denver's defense has gone through quite a
1: lapse these last few games. I wonder why. I wonder what could possibly, <laughs> you know, dampen the spirits of yeah. the defense playing out of their minds. It's like showing up to work and, like, putting in 40-plus hours a week, working your ass off, and you look to your right, and you see the other guy, like, taking 10 coffee breaks and talking to other other co-workers not just doing shit what happens morale goes down you stop working as hard tail is old as time yeah beauty and the beast nice
0: nice plug there all right moving on to our final game it's monday night football here new england at arizona new england opened up as two point favorites over under pretty low 43.5 what's got ugh.
1: i think that's what i said when we when we <laughs> did the ugh, this is just a, i don't this will be a monday night again Uh, Unless you're a Cardinals or Patriots fan, I think this is a game you can skip. I don't think either of these teams are fun to watch on offense. Um, So, again, Christmas season, holiday season, pro tip. Tell your wife, look, I'm not interested in watching Monday Night Football. (laughs) I am interested in watching Monday Night Football, but I'd rather spend time with you and the kids. Let's go look at some Christmas lights. Let's go do the damn thing. Get some hot chocolate. You know, spend some QT time with the family if you got it. If not, (laughs) I don't know. Enjoy yourself because this, it will be a better use of your time than watching this one I'm taking the Cardinals. I do think I just i have a feeling the Cardinals win this game. I feel like it'll be an ugly game and the Cardinals end up scoring a touchdown or two in the fourth quarter and end up taking the dump. So that's what I'm doing here.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm also on Arizona. New England struggled with a couple mobile quarterbacks this year. Obviously Buffalo Allen can move. He can throw too, but Baltimore and the bears also got the best of the Patriots and they're not particularly efficient on offense. I think Arizona presents a similar challenge and I'm taking the Cardinals as well this
1: week at home. Yeah, the Patriots defense isn't very fast. They're not very athletic. Mm-hmm. They're decent, like, strength wise, like they they've matched up against running teams fairly well, like traditional running teams. But like when you put some speedsters out on the field, like they just kinda fall apart. Yeah. And that's probably what's gonna happen in this game. DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Browns closer to being hundred percent. Connors has got the questionable tag lifted off him and he's a decent piece and mm-hmm. Kyler's Kyler, so yeah, I'm t- yeah, I think Arizona's the right
0: way where we're headed. Awesome. Before we wrap this up, you got any parting words, Matt, any dad jokes got anything?
1: Uh, no, I'm trying to think if I had dad jokes. I should probably have had that. I know you're going to ask the question every single week.
0: I've got a joke. Can I yeah, go? go for it?
1: Let me hear it. All right. Let's hear it.
0: Did you, uh, you hear about Tampax's uh, Tampax. They make tampons their holiday campaign. No, I haven't. Yeah. They, uh, they were replacing the string from their tampons with tassel. Yep. Yep. It's for the Christmas period only.
1: I thought you were going to say mistletoe. I don't know why. That would be weird. <laughs> That'd be really
0: weird. <laughs> That'd be weird.
1: <laughs> Last week of the fantasy football regular season, neither of us are making the playoffs in, fan- in 58 West Kings, so no. that's ironic that we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. You, though, truly made the move to DFS this year. You are a dfs You have punted on all your season-long <laughs> uh, teams, at least the leagues I'm in. You're, you're hanging around the back of the pack in the two yeah. leagues that we're in together. And... Uh, I talk, but every week I get screen grabs of you making over $4,000. I hope the IRS (laughs) is listening, uh, in DFS. So Uh, I know, I know you're not bummed about it, but, uh, from a, you know, fantasy season long fantasy aspect, who's is Brandon Beisner still leading our league. I think
0: so. Yeah. Him and Jason are up there and Wayne.
1: I'm not going to congratulate him. He doesn't listen. So yeah, it's fine. I hope I don't want Jason to win. It can't, it cannot. No,
0: no, we can't have a four time winner.
1: Henry? I'm rooting for Henry. Let's I'm going go Wayne. for Wayne. Yeah. Let's, let's go. go Wayne. Wayne. That'd be his second win too, though, wouldn't it? Yes. Beisner's first. Never mind. I'm switching back to Beisner. Beisner, <laughs> I hope you get your first win. <laughs> All right,
0: that's true. Brandon, we're we're rooting for you, Brandon. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Please check out Nate's show. Kind of mentioned that, the Taco Court fantasy football podcast. He's on the socials as well at Taco Court Pod. That's YouTube, Twitter, IG, TikTok. He's everywhere. He's in the show notes. But we'll be back next week for Matt. For producers Josh and David. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the
1: next one. Adios, mi amor. Bye bye.